smart, smart. Yeah. Bam, we're live. Welcome, Chase. Welcome, Mr. Young. Yes. Welcome. Happy Friday. I don't uh, see Caleb. I know he's going to be joining us soon. I don't see Danielle Brandon. I know she's going to be joining us soon. Um, I know you guys were wondering whether she's actually going to show. Um, it would fuck with the continuity of the show if she did not, uh, if she did show. But we're always <laughs> open to some uh, change in the plans. Uh, I do want to make a quick announcement. I guess I should have my notes up. Uh, there is. Sorry, Caleb. I started without you. You're good. Apologize. Um, there is this, uh, a working with large bodies, coaching development seminar at Diablo CrossFit in Pleasant Hill, California. It's just, it's right just outside of, uh, San Francisco, a mission to improve the lives of athletes living with obesity by empowering their coaches through the education and advocacy. This is put on by a dear friend of mine, um, uh, named Athena Perez. She's been a guest on the show. It was a good show. She tore me up a little bit. Uh, approved uh, CEU provider CrossFit cert certifications. It's on September 30th, 2023 from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I have asked her. I called her today. First, I text her so not to ambush her. And I've asked her if I could come film this event. Oh. Um, with uh, uh, film all of the lectures and then interview the participants like I used to do for the uh, level ones uh, before, during, and after the event all through. And, uh, and, and, and basically, it's my way of getting an education on what's going on there. It's always been a mission of this podcast from the beginning to support the uh, Greg Glasson's message that CrossFit has a cure uh, for the um, world's most vexing problem, chronic disease, which is really has been changed to be called a bunch of other things, type 2 diabetes, um, uh, obesity, uh, cancer. All, so many of these things are just because people are addicted to refined carbohydrates and they're not moving. And so Athena has made it her goal. Uh, I, we'll have her on soon to promote this a little bit too, but in life to make it so that people who are large-bodied uh, feel extremely comfortable entering these CrossFit gyms on all the uh, continents on this planet we call Earth. And she um, not only make them feel comfortable by uh, by speaking to them directly, but also by offering seminars to coaches so you know how to work with someone who might feel inhibitions about going to a CrossFit gym uh, because of their size. And to be honest with you, that's like 50% of the fucking population in the United States now. So I, I love this. I've asked her if I could go there, film it. I'm going to completely film it to death, interview the people, ask them why they went there, what they're learning, and at the end ask them, hey, are you glad you came? And um, I think we will get a lot of uh, really serious and honest responses like um, John Young is uh, is not gay. <laughs> uh, therefore, um, I'm pumped. I'll be continuing to – oh, uh, yeah, more than 15%, 50%, okay. Yeah, so this is this is a this is a tremendous value. Anyway, so my thing is is I'm gonna be at this thing. So um, September 30th, uh, 2023, uh, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Just outside of San Francisco, Oakland. It's in the Bay Area. Uh, if I'm gonna be at this one, if you want to sign up for this one, I'll, I'll also get to see you if you're a, a listener to this podcast. Uh, 42 days, 12 hours, 56 minutes, um, and 20 seconds until the seminar kicks off. But you'll be That's hearing awesome. me uh, talk about this a lot and pump it up. I'm excited for there to be a good crew there so I can get some good content. And then I'll be giving her the hard drive um, so that she can use it to promote it uh, in any way she wants um, with what I believe will be authentic, deep uh, 
honest conversations with the uh, participants. That's great. Thank you. I'm pumped. I'm pumped about it. Caleb, hi. Hey. Um, there's something I sent you in the notes that I didn't send you right. And I also didn't send you the links to the Coffee Wads and Pods podcast with Adrian. I gave you the time codes, which will also, I'm sure, be off. Um, but uh, And then Ben Smith is coming on at 640. So we'll have Daniel Brandon for like 30 minutes. And then we will get uh, Ben Smith. And then I presume that John Young and Chase and you will stay on for the entire show. So people will get you guys for the entire show. <laughs> You're welcome. Is Adam Clink not coming on anymore? Clink uh, is um, running, I think, the race that... He's running the same race that Rich rode. 100-mile run. 100. Oh, yeah. yeah. Didn't he try that last year and just his body... Crazy rabdo yeah. last year. Dang. He back at it again? That's awesome. Clink's a stud, man. Is he the biggest guy to... Would he be the biggest guy to complete that? Do you have to qualify for that? Mile races, hundred mile races. People don't do those unless they're yeah. People north of two hundred pounds don't that, do. That, that. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, he's bigger than Hunter. I know Hunter might be the biggest that you know. Other than I can't think of anybody else. I I do. Uh, Wad Zombie have a Ben Smith card. That's a great point. Legendary Ben Smith card. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not even opened. Oh. Not even opened. That's dope. Ben Smith. That's cool. His hey. gym is right down the road from me, and I haven't been yet. Oh, really? is that close to you? Yeah, I mean, it's like 40 minutes. But... Oh, okay, that's not quite right down the road. I mean, here it's like next door. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Camera Straps, Australia, 1499. Hey, everyone. We'll field one question before Danielle comes on. I'm sure she's... Uh, racing to her computer she's probably really stressed out now that she's a minute late hey hey everyone any speculation on format changes for the more relocatable crossfit games more relocatable i don't know what that means but uh any speculation um chase probably has too much information to speculate right you probably have insider information no i don't have insider information okay um so with your outsider information um is there anything you want to say about a, a, a new location in terms of what it looks like uh what it means like it's where you are no it's uh i think i, it, know. I think it has been spoken pretty loudly um uh, caleb ran into someone at the airport who told him yeah. that it's going to be in texas oh uh, there's all that noise out there but it, you know it was uh birmingham alabama <laughs> sorry, right sorry here, caleb right? sorry caleb i didn't say <laughs> it was a, it was a done deal Birmingham, and then it wasn't. So until it's uh, announced officially, like, who freaking knows? What should it be or could it be? I don't know. I know they'll make the right choice. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. They've done pretty good so far. I am excited. I'm glad it's not in L.A. I love Madison. I hope it's in another, um, uh, uh, what do you call What do you call Madison? A big, big, small U.S. city? What, what's the term for that? Uh, little big city. Oh, big city. Little big city or big city, small town. Yeah, yeah, I, I like know, both. Little big Madison, city, I big city. Yeah, little big city. That's much I mean, better. Fort, Fort Worth's bigger than Madison, isn't it? Massive. Yeah, I mean, because it's connected with Dallas. Essentially, they're the same. Dallas, Fort Worth, mm. are like one big city. It's right up the road. 
What about San Antonio? Well, what's San Antonio? Okay. What's San Antonio? San Antonio like? is the sixth biggest city in the world. It's, San Antonio is huge. Or United yeah. States. United States. Yeah. But it's just spread out. I mean, it's yeah. not. I think there are. I, oh, who sent this to me today? Somebody sent this to me today. Oh, my buddy Drew sent this. And he says, there are more people in the DFW area than 35 states in this country. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Not combined. There, just, there's you know. more people. Isn't there more people in Houston, though, than the DFW area? Uh, maybe. Because Houston's the fourth biggest. Oh, Houston. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> The show San Antonio to Dallas is about five hours driving the speed limit. Is and thirty five is not a shit show. And the speed limit's seventy five miles an hour in Texas. Yeah, that's great. Speed limit. Yeah. yeah. Nice. But then you gotta you gotta do you take I, I always take that toll road where it's eighty five. No, I don't have money for that, Chase. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Once I started working for CrossFit, I was Wait, taking that's that true. That's true. Yeah. Toll road eighty five. Yeah. Eighty five. It's awesome. There's an 85 in Texas, which is I'm all for. Um, somewhere in uh, West Texas, it's it's just 85 is the speed limit, like for everywhere. It's just one road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I will say this: I do like the change of locations. Uh, uh, a theme that we've heard from both Adrian and Dave repeatedly about new locations is that they do inspire uh, new kinds of workouts. Mm -hmm. They um, inspire them with their uh, creativity. And something that um, Adrian said that I thought was way interesting on the he, he said a bunch of stuff that that podcast is great. And I like it when Pedro interviews people that I'm friends with because he asks questions that I probably wouldn't ask, that I would probably stay away from. And he asked Adrian a lot of good questions. But this one question he said to him was, um, did you take Dave's job? No, we'll get to that one in a minute. That one is not one I would have asked him. Um, oh, Adrian says, and I'm paraphrasing, but he says, if, if an event isn't making some sort of errors, you're not pushing hard enough when you – put on the event um there needs to be an element of risk in all creative endeavors and what's interesting is just earlier today when i was watching some sean o'malley videos sean o'malley basically said the same thing about fighting he says the hardest thing basically about fighting is that to get better you always have to be failing in practice and i think i heard serena williams say that too that practice is just all about losing so that you can win on game day mm -hmm. and Alexis Poppies says similar things. Uh, about who's who's Alexis Poppies? Uh, she was an Olympic runner. I cannot tell you specifically what event. I know it's distance, I think. Danielle, be honest with me. Was it like 10 minutes ago you were like, oh, shit, I got a podcast to do? Or um, it was like 30 seconds ago you're like, oh, shit, I'm on a podcast that started already. Honestly, I got um, – I was texting. Or sorry, on FaceTime, not texting. I was on oh. FaceTime. And I got caught up in a good conversation. So I, I am sorry about that. No, I, I, I am actually concerned that you're here because it kind of breaks the continuity of. <laughs> I thought about it. Good. <laughs> hey, did someone, twitch your, did someone twist your arm? Was a friend of yours like, hey, just do it. Come on, be cool. No. No, okay. No one twist Danielle Brandon's arm. <laughs> hey, dude, congratulations. Another one down. Another one down is right. You pumped? Huh? You pumped? You invigorated? You charged? Like, people are always like, oh, are you recovering? And I'm like, recovering? I'm fucking, I got shot out of there like a cannon. I'm more excited than ever. Um, but I didn't work out. 
yeah, like I'm not necessarily pumped. I'm excited to make sure a lot of the things that happen don't happen again. But, you know, I feel like that that happens every year. But this year, I think more so than ever, like there's some changes that need to be made that like I'm I think I'm like ready to make. You're going to HWPO. No. <laughs> no. Not that big. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, uh, what about that documentary crew that was following you? Can you tell me about that, like how that worked out? Did someone come up to you like at some point during the week or right before the game started and was like, hey, Danielle, there's a documentary crew here. Do you want to be part of it? Yeah, I, right before – I want to say check-in actually Dave um, introduced me to two women. I wish I could tell you their names, but um, you know, he was like, essentially, do you want to be a part of this documentary that we're doing? It's completely separate from CrossFit. Um, You know, gave me a little bit of background on him and he's like, they want to follow you throughout the weekend. Um, And I was like, I would love to be a part of that. And so you know, they followed me around. He mentioned like they do know nothing about CrossFit, which was cool because you really got like a fresh perspective, you know, I, or what I hope they're going to portray is like a very, have you watched any of the documentaries on Netflix about like, you know, the tennis one, the golf, like how they do such a great job at explaining this sport that like you think a lot of people know about, but like I'm learning things about these sports that I had no clue about. Sure. Like, sure. I believe that like they'll do something very similar. Um, you know, it, it's cool that they'll explain CrossFit as if they're telling somebody who knows nothing about it at all. Like, um, which they really did. They asked so many questions, which they felt were really dumb, which like were kind of basic to me, but it'll help get the point across. It, it wasn't a distraction in any way. You were happy to be a part of it. No, they were so nice about it too. Um, you know, they're also people who I think could just like read my emotions. And if I was upset, like they weren't going to like immediately blast me. Um, they were like, Oh, let me give her some help. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you know, they know he's got to be told by Matt to back off. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Like, I think there's a time and place, right? Like to get, I understand they're trying to tell this story. They want to get like that emotion. Um, they were good at balancing it, though. During, by the way, do you know Chase? Um, he's got the Dave Castro logo on. I do know Chase. And do you know John Young? He's yes. Oh, okay. How the fuck does my finger work? Hi guys. <laughs> Hi. And you guys know Danielle. Nice I told you Danielle was coming on. Yeah, I've seen Danielle before. <laughs> I don't think we've ever been on a podcast together, though. I don't think so. I've watched time. plenty with you in them, though. Okay, mm. that's good to hear. Oh, you not because it was only you. You made yeah, him turn yeah. red. Um, well, Spin th- said she was going to win the games, and I was pretty down on that call. So that's it. That's why I turned red. But. Is that your favorite podcast, the one Brian Spin does, the one that chooses you to win the games? Me? Yeah. Brian didn't choose me to win the games. Brian, Brian Spin. Spin. Who's that? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor Spin. Oh, he- <laughs> He oh, is he in the, I know he's gonna hurt his feelings so Oh my bad. god, he's down and out. Let me oh, see. Oh, I feel bad, kinda. Hey, you know what's crazy too is he's not like an emotional uh picker. He's like he's he's like a, he's oh, like he's, a little he's bit. Hey, I fully 
walked, you know, asked me a month before the games, you know, if I was going to win the games and I would have told you yes, but asked me the days leading up. No. Oh, um, uh, oh yeah. Look at that. So that's, so that's, oh, okay. I've seen this page. So that's the old one. That's just prior to the games. Two people in the poll yeah. picked you to win the games. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cool. Um, uh, Grey Ghost, $5. Uh, fuck yeah. Danielle Brandon Energy. DBE. D um, Danielle, the, why, what, what changed? I, I got to go back to the documentary thing. Don't forget, Sevi. But, um, what changed? Why, what changed that you went from, dude, I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it, the hammer down out there to, uh-oh. Yeah. Where's my hammer? You know, as like every athlete goes through, the weekend, um, there's a lot of different circumstances that kind of in, you know, you have to come together as an athlete on this one weekend. Um, essentially everything has to be just right, you know, physically, mentally. Um, and unfortunately I just like, wasn't in a place where I think physically I was necessarily as capable as I was, you know, three weeks before the games. Um, it just like something specific that you're not, that you're not like, is it like, hey, I hurt my big toe or my back hurt or I'm pregnant? It's or... so silly. Um, you know, I think I almost hate saying it out loud because sometimes it can feel as like an excuse. But um, I think it's more just like unfortunate timing and circumstances. I had like a, a messed up tooth and then like infection in my mouth and I had to take like a week off. And, you know, you on antibiotics. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was oh. like it's just like. I hate thinking about it because it's so stupid. And, well, um, yeah, I don't know. And like, I don't I hear it as an excuse. I, I'm asking yeah. you, you're painting the picture for us, and I appreciate you sharing it. Antibiotics yeah. suck when you're competing at that high level, especially if they're, yeah, I'm guessing you like took a, a lot. Yeah, it was a, I think it's just because I don't really know exactly what it was. So it's hard to like pinpoint it on that. Um, but, you know, like you asked like Matt or anybody who was near me in training, like three weeks before the games, like, I was on like this amazing trajectory, like, you know, the things I was doing in training were amazing. And, um, you know, and then I kind of got to the games and yeah, I was on antibiotics for like over a week and had to take that week off and, um, just kind of got to the games and felt like the first couple of days, kind of how you feel when you take like two weeks off, mm. um, just like unfortunate timing. Um, but you know, like I, I don't walk away from the weekend with any less confidence that I can win the game. So D does any of the pressure get to you, the notoriety and the eyeballs and the like, do you ever get anxiety? Like you pull up to the venue and you have to get out of the car and, and you, does any of that um, get to you? Not that, but I think um, it only can, maybe it seems like it gets to me or whatever, because I put that pressure on myself. Now, if I wasn't putting that pressure on myself and other people were, sure, it'd be like these people getting to me. But because I put that pressure on myself of having the same expectations that other people do, um, you know, I take responsibility for feeling any of that pressure. Because I, I don't mean that pressure to win. I mean yeah. just the straight fame pressure. Oh. Like you pull up, you get out of the car, and it's like – you know you have 60 feet to go from getting out of the car, cross that cement, then another 30 feet to get into the mm -hmm. athlete area before, and you're going to interact with a shitload of people. And I saw you be gracious with 
everyone. You don't walk with your head down. You make eye contact. But I see you the whole way. It's two steps picture, two steps picture, two steps picture. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I wonder, like, if she feels, starts getting, like, anxious. Um, you know, it's a choice that I'm willing to make to do those things. And yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say anxious is the right word. Okay. You're not like, tripping. You're not, like, embarrassed or... Or yeah. high-strung by it or feel energy getting taken from you. It's not like that. No, I mean, if I do feel energy taken from me, it's like that's on me and, like, that's my fault because – Damn, you're good. I will only allow so much of that. Um, you know, and, like, I'll know it. I'll be like, okay, like – but I thrive on people's energy. Like, that's how I get my energy is because of people around me. Like, I've always been like that. Um, I could see that because you were great with it. I never saw any, I mean, you're exceedingly cool to everyone. Wow. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, the only time that it does really take away from me is like if I allow it or, you know, I mean, like people are going to be people and they're going to take it too far sometimes. And I'm like, but I'm just like, damn, like that person could chill a little bit. Yeah, Torres, <laughs> but, get him. I don't know. Um, <laughs> when, when you were doing the, I, when I didn't see the weightlifting event because I was inside waiting for people to come in and I was interviewing people. Oh, yeah. And I heard, started hearing rumblings of people, oh shit, Daniel Brandon's on the floor crying. Were you on the, were tears coming out of your face on the floor? I was struggling on the floor, yeah. Like water was coming out of your face. Probably a little bit, yeah. Yeah. And um, when you do that, it, is it, um, so, so let me go a little further. So then you come off the floor. Mm-hmm. And all the other times that you've come off the floor, you're surrounded by cameras. Yeah. And you come out and no one is fucking getting close to you. Yeah. It's a little good. old me. I ran up. You walked over to the stairs. I'm like, okay, Sevy. <laughs> and I run over there and yeah. you're by yourself. And I see the documentary crew and everyone's like, oh, fuck. Like yeah. no one wants a piece of that. Yeah. And, and, you, and, you, and you bent over and you were, I think you were fiddling with your shoes. I think you were uh, loosening your shoes, I'm guessing. Okay. Before. Yeah, my lifters. And um, I, I hadn't seen your face yet. Yeah. And, and I'm like, okay, Sevy, you, you got to fucking break the ice. And I think I said to you, uh, how the fuck was that? And you, and, and you froze for like a, just a half a second. And you looked over and there's this smile in your eyes. It's kind of like, I don't want to say you were mad at me, but it was a little bit of a forced smile. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and, but, but, I ha but I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm justifying it like, okay. She's, she might be pissed at me now, but she's not going to be pissed at me afterwards in the behind the scenes when she sees this. And then I start walking with you. And as I'm walking with you, you're walking towards Matt Torres, and I see him going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't dude, know that. Like, dude, waving me off. Oh, you'll see the footage of it. And I was just like. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, can you Can you share with me the. Um, and, and just in, in, in Matt's defense too, Matt looked terrified too. Like, oh shit. Like he's about to have to fight one-on-one -on -one with the cheetah, like, yeah. like uh, a wild cat, but, but he, he stepped into it and then you guys walked off down the hallway. What's that conversation yeah. like? What do you guys, um, you know, I guess I'll just walk you through the events. So yeah, Please, some yeah, more yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, typically on like weightlifting events, we've learned, um, I work really well with Dom. So Dom took me through warm up, we went through kind of a similar um, warm up and, you know, that we went through at semis because Dom kind of coached me through the snatch um, at semis and it went really well. 
and we did the same thing at the games. You know, this time we're having to warm up for snatch and clean and jerk. Um, everything's like, you know, feeling as good as it can at that point. I actually, I think that was the first time, like, I kind of like felt a little more normal. And I was like, dang, like, I do kind of have like a little more energy than I've been fe- having. Um, and, you know, I was like really confident in my weightlifting because that's something we've worked on a lot this year. Typically, I'm a really consistent snatcher. Um, clean and jerks, we've been doing a ton. Like before, you know, I'd hit like a 220, I hit like a 230. Like, it wasn't anything of like, like I, you kind of on a weightlifting event, you know what you're going to do like typically. Um, and so we're warming up for snatches. It's going great. And then we kind of switch to clean and jerks and I'm like warming up and I'm like, dang, like my pole is like really great. But then we kind of get to like 175 and I kind of just like fall back and I'm like, Oh, like I just caught it kind of like weird, you know? Um, and then I do another one and like my legs just like didn't work. Um, kind of just like dumped it forward and I'm like I was just like whoa like that was weird like I don't know my legs just feel off and I think I like tried again and I like literally just like couldn't I don't know like my legs didn't hurt they just like weren't working um and so then I started freaking out like I'm like what the fuck's going on um Dom didn't know what was going on so we're kind of like what do we do and then you know they're calling us out and we're like okay well we're like, we have to get something on the board. Like we have to do something. So I was like, okay, like power, like we, we just have to. So I powered like 185 in the back or 185, 195. And I'm like, well, whatever. And then they're calling us out and I'm like, all right, get through the snatch and then get to the clean, open up with 195. And then for some reason I have Cooper yelling at me to go to like 215. And I was like, what I was like at this point, I'm like, whatever, like that's an aggressive jump. But if someone's telling me to do that, I'll do it. Failed, you know, kind of knowingly, like that was just, just wasn't going to happen that day. Um, and then, you know, it was really tough to be on the floor when I didn't know what was going on. Um, and I don't want to like, you know, that's like such a fun event where you're literally watching all of your competitors go through and everybody's cheering for them you know, and it's like the super happy, like everybody's hitting PRs, like, and I'm just like, damn, I'm not having fun out here. Like, I don't care that my competitors are doing well right now. Like, I don't care. You know, I think a lot of people look at it as like, oh, what a poor sport. You're like, she's not watching. And I'm like, you think like any competitor wants to watch their competitor do good? Like, no. <laughs> Um, so I was just like, I was honestly like just struggling and I was laying out there and I'm like, damn, like what is going on? This is really hard. Um, walked off just like had, like, there was just nothing more to it. Like I just didn't do what I thought I was supposed to do. How, how how long did it take for that to get behind you? Honestly, like in a situation like that, where like mentally I was showing up, like, you know, even even with 215, like when I walked up to the bar, like I was like, there's potential I could just randomly, like, I'm like, I've hit this before, you know, I've hit this in training, like I hit this all the time, like, I could do it. And then it just didn't happen. Like, it's tough when I mentally showed up and just like physically was not there. So it was like very easy to kind of walk away and be like, well, I, we just don't know what happened. Like, and it's, it, it was the worst finish like of the crazy. day for you. 26th. Yeah. Um, do, do, do you think that fueled your Sunday? 
because your Sunday, you had like the yeah. your best day of the games. Um, yes. You just like a pissed um, off attitude or nothing to lose? I think it was like a nothing to lose. Um, you know, I think what the first event on Sunday was the log one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was tough because Sunday also, if you look at those events, like the muscle up one, the um, traverse one, and I mean, maybe not necessarily the final, but you would look at those events and you're like, oh, like these aren't terrible events on paper for Daniel Brandon. Like, um, but yeah, like, I mean, Sunday, like I definitely physically finally like felt better. Like, I don't know what was going on with my body, but I finally like, you know, had a little more in me and like, wasn't just like suffering right away. And then, um, yeah, like I literally had that, like a nothing to lose. Like I remember doing the muscle ups and I was like, I'm just going to go out here and like, just do CrossFit, like the way I know how to do CrossFit. Um, and I think even that was the one event where we, we didn't hammer down, um, like strategy as much because of the position I was in that it was like, let's just get you to like somehow do a workout in like, just like survive. Um, and that was the one workout I walk away where I'm like, dang, like I definitely like had a little more if I had been in this position of like fighting, like, I don't like fighting for every little thing in that workout. Like not to say I didn't, but, um, I think I left like a little bit out there as far as like my best strategy. And you Uh, took, uh, in in that one you took, uh, what would you take? Seventh? Seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was a little bit where after I finished, I was like, Oh, like if we had maybe, you know, been in a headspace in a headspace or a little bit, um, different approach with this workout, like, you know, I think I could have done like a little bit better. Like the way I approached the muscle ups, I kind of like figured it out mid workout. Um, but I was still like really ha- like, I was like essentially happy with that one. And then, you know, the traverse one, I was like, honestly, like, I'm just going to try to do what I know how to do. And from heat one. Yeah. Yeah. And like went for it. Um, even in that workout, I, I finally felt that fire of like, fuck it, like, just go for it. Like you're feeling good. Um, let's do it. I think I got so caught up in the workout that I forgot that I had to like change the rope (laughs) and I was like, what am I doing? You know, um, kind of got lost in it. And then, yeah, the final, you know, I think that's probably one I'm most proud of because of how I was feeling physically, you know, everybody's feeling some way. Um, but I just, I just didn't feel like myself and that's one you would look at and probably not think I would maybe get a top 10 on. Um, and I like really fought for that one. So, hey, were you glad when it was over? Was there a sense of like, relief? No, no. Honestly, I like wasn't super glad it was over because I did end on a great day, and I was like, dang, like I finally feel like I'm doing what I'm capable of. Mm. Um, not that I was like physically ready for more, but like I was just like mentally like, dang, like that didn't go nearly how I planned it. <laughs> um. Uh, uh, in that rad video that came out a few days ago there they do say in that scene and you reiterated it here that um you were with dom and torres went with emma during the lift what happens if you would have wanted torres and she would have wanted dom or what if both of you want the same guy Does, does, does that ever happen where it's like you guys are both in the same heat and you guys both want the same coach uh yes and no i think um we kind of came up with a strategy after semis of what would work best because Mm. there was a little bit of that where, you know, you have three, you have five athletes trying to qualify for the games and 
you know, you have some really like, you know, podium potential and like top 10 potential athletes within that group. Um, so it can be, you know, really hard to balance that when, you know, I want to be as selfish as possible, but I'm also kind of just as a person trying to be aware of the other people around me, um, who also have the same coach. Um, so it can be definitely hard as an athlete to be selfish in that way. Um, so we, we, we realized like we needed a plan after semis to be like, okay, like this coaches will always get like this athlete will always have this coach's priority. This athlete will have this person, this person. Um, so we kind of, so there like, is a plan for that. that. Yeah. We like solidified that before the games so that there's no waste of energy or tension around it. At exactly. Game day. Because we did waste a little bit of that at semis. But uh, we figured uh, it out. Uh, and, and good to hear. Uh, Andy Schneider, um, if training at altitude will increase your stamina by 10%, let, let's just say any percent, uh, for three days, why wouldn't everyone train at altitude for two or three months before the games? That's a good point. You know, I was talking to somebody today about how I think Chandler and somebody else trains at altitude. Altitude? Oh. Chase, John? It's a lot of resources. Cyclists yeah. do that. Um, mm -hmm. But... I don't is the boot camp moving to 10,000 feet <laughs> Boulder, the mountains. No. Um, who, who is, uh, won the CrossFit games from Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Those teams did pretty good. Well, yeah, but you know, we're talking, if we look at the individuals, none of them are Why, is, is, is Salt Lake city at a mile high Australia. She's below sea level. Okay. Like <laughs> I, I don't think it's that doing that much. Yes. I don't know. Chandler had like such a good year. Yeah, he, he did have a good year. He did. <laughs> like he did. really good, right? Uh, Jeff Gassick, Daniel Brandon. You, Brute, and the Rad Crew is awesome. I love your fucking fight. Tell us more of what you were told after that quote. Have a big have big lick. Give us a hello. Good job, Sevy and team. Uh, what's this? Tell us more what you were told after that quote. Oh. What quote? Um, um, I the think ESPN he's referring... thing? Yeah. The ESPN, um, how I swore on ESPN. Oh, oh, oh. Um, what did you say even? You're like... Did they get on to you? It, 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 I saw Dave come and yell at the... Um, I, I saw Dave talk to you. I think I got a little bit of that on film, but then I saw him talk to the next heats. Yeah. Um, he just... What, what did you say? You're just like, fuck yeah, or I'm glad I fucking won that, or... <laughs> no, I was just like, I'm ready to fucking fight. Yeah, I um, like that. That's good. Yeah, and like I mean, I didn't re I didn't know. I maybe this is just like really stupid of me and naive. I just didn't realize you couldn't swear on like ESPN. Maybe this is stupid or naive of me, but I didn't know Dave was such a pussy. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, like I, it's just funny to me. You know, a lot of my like friends after we're like. If they should have told anyone not to swear on TV, it should have been you. And, and they knew what event was coming. Like they should, they knew it was a handstand one. Um, but it was, yeah, it was. I mean, if I had known, like I totally would have respected that and not sworn. Um, I put money on it. Oh, you on did that event or me swearing. money on an event win and you to say fuck on national television. Oh wow, that's good, Chase. You're good. Oh, yes. <laughs> and you did. I'm like, there it is. Oh, you knew it. See, like, if you know it, you know, I feel like they should have a little bit. 
That is too good. Hey, uh, uh, how how could they not know it when you have uh, Instagram posts like uh, this? This listen, yeah. this is a uh, Danielle Brandon montage with uh, the great Conor McGregor really speaking in the background. I've lost my mind on this game, yeah. Like Vincent Van Gogh, dedicated his life to his uh, art and lost his mind in the process. That's happened to me. But fuck it, that gold belt is around my waist. And my mother has a big mansion. My girlfriend has a different car for every day of the week. And my kids' kids have everything they ever want. Then it will pay. Then, I, then I'm happy I lost my mind. No, Jermaine did. Oh, but you make a lot of your stuff. Some of it, but Jermaine like Connor had like cotton balls in his mouth. <laughs> oh, he's Irish. No, it's different. We, I know one of those. <laughs> hey, um, Pedro doesn't sound like that. So far. <laughs> That's um, all I say. No matter how much we try to make him. <laughs> how how was that with Dave? Was it tense or is he cool or is he a dick or how is that when he? When no, he, like uh, I thought it was totally. You know, he was frustrated, so maybe he came at me with a little bit of frustration, but it was like, I wasn't concerned. I wasn't butthurt by it. It was more just like, oh, man, like, you know, I just wish I would have known a little bit and, like, wouldn't have done it. Um, yeah, now I know. You can't swear on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a, fighter or, you're a fighter or a rapper, you can I think Thank it's going to be funny next year. Next but year. I think like ESPN, ESPN gets fined, right? Yeah. Someone, I think someone said that, that like they get fined. They send the bill to Torres. No. <laughs> or to Dave, apparently. <laughs> hey, you didn't color your hair this year for the games? I didn't, no. no. Any, any thought in that? Any reason? I just thought, you know, I could be blonde for a season. Yeah, cool. All right. We, we accept you, uh, Bond. Hey, in that in that rad video, why is Marconi around so much? He's a HWPO guy, but you're brute, and it's a rad event. Why is he around so much in those videos? In the in the last video, you showed he, me. Yeah, like he's in oh, the kitchen cooking and stuff. Um, and- yeah, he's really great friends. You know, we're great friends, and he's good friends with um, Cooper as well. So the the you guys just commingle. The camps commingle. Oh yeah, like that. I think one of the nights, like Jason came over. Um, Jason O'Keefe and everyone came over to the house. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was cool. Wow, I didn't think that that should happen. Hey, what was it like filming with... Uh, yeah, there he is. There he is. Yeah. Good job, Caleb. <laughs> wow, that is the exact clip that I saw that I'm like, what the fuck is that guy doing there? Yeah. Okay, so friend and, of the um, you know, the body work... Um, at, at a time like this, like, our body worker is also working on Amanda. Um you know, Bethany, a couple other athletes. Barnhart. Yeah. Um, that, that rad shoot, is that the first time when you guys went to the Speedway? Is that the first time you've hung out with Laura Horvat? Um, no. I also, I think I did a shoot with her another time as well. What's she like? She seems really fun and lighthearted. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's serious. She's a big, big business gal. She's there for business. <laughs> So, yeah. so she was very serious. She wasn't, I was being sarcastic. She wasn't lighthearted and fun. No, I don't, she wasn't not those things, but I, okay. I mean, we were also there. Like it was very hot. Um, you know, she showed up. I think she got a little lost on the way. We're like in these jumpsuits, like it's really hot. And so we're just trying to 
you know, get pictures, get stuff done. Did you bond? Did you get her phone number? I didn't. We didn't get to bond. Okay. Sometimes I comment on her stuff on Instagram though. <laughs> and and get sometimes like a heart or just a scene. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever get a, um, a caddy on there with her? Uh, no. No. Okay. All, all love. Oh yeah. I mean, like if you have respect for any competitor, it's Laura. And, and tell me why is that? She's just like a savage. Like, She's literally just that, a savage. Yeah, you like to kill her. She she is a savage. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do know. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? You have have no idea. I really do know. You know, I called her the other day. I saw a little bit of that clip, but I didn't see it entirely. And she basically said, hey, who is this? I said, Sevon. She said, oh, if I would have known it was you, I wouldn't have picked up. (laughs) I was like, damn. (laughs) uh when does when do you get back to the uh drawing board you said you've been um you you guys have already it sounds like you guys have already talked about tinkering with your training when do you guys get back to that yeah i mean i think um next week we'll definitely start a little bit of something so yeah Uh, um uh mr young do you do you see anything what what did you think of danielle's uh, performance at the games this year um, I mean, it's very consistent, which she's pretty con- She's known to be pretty consistent. Um, I would say that she's probably used to her 20th being more like 15th. Yeah. And, and that would be the difference. And, and if you take the weightlifting event and what she can put up, you can give her 50 more points on that. And that'd be yeah. around a fifth or fourth place. And I think that's where she's accustomed to finishing. Um, so taking all those were like what she said she was, was on antibiotics before. She wasn't feeling good. Sunday was her last best day. She had nothing to lose. Um, I, I, I think she – you take all those into consideration, and her ninth place is re- – like with her best potential is really a fourth place with perfect execution. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, um, a lot of people have said, hey, Danielle Brandon's uh, – she's got to get her emotions under control. She's too emotional. She's out there just leaking energy all over the place. It's she's leaking it's, energy. It's fucking her <laughs> shit up. Is that true, Chase? Did we just see? You think that that there's a Daniel Br- Brandon um, emotion issue that she better get that shit under control? I mean, or is it all good? I think the the double-edged sword of feeding off the energy of others is that when it's positive it's great and when it's negative it can be bad we've seen the same thing with noah we've seen the same thing with sarah that being said they also used to tell you know rich to stop playing sports during the cross the game season because you know you could injure yourself but like he's just a competitive dude and that's what made him him and i think this emotion that daniel feeds off of is part of that realm of it's it's her superpower Mm-hmm. Yeah, can still be a you know her own super villain at the same time. So I would say maybe curb twenty percent of the negative yeah. <laughs> feeling, yeah. and that's kind of that percentage that John is talking about, and that comes with experience and that comes with competition uh, tenure. And I think you know what it's we're three or four years into that now on the big stage, and you do get better. This is an off year and you could see that in the first day of competition. And then the next two days, it was probably two days of frustration because of day one. And then on the fourth day, we were just kind of like, all right, fuck it. We're going for it. And then you were back to your old self again. So I chalk it up to one of those. 
Bernie Gannon, Daniel Brandon, energy needs to learn lean into her energy, not repress it. It's called DBE. <laughs> Danielle, what do you what do you think? Do you think that do you think you're pretty emotional out there that you have um, more highs and lows than you need to throughout the week, and that it's a, it it hurts you, or do you think that it's it's good and it um it helps you, or is it just a mischaracterization? Yeah. I'm open to it being a mischaracterization of you in totality. You know, I I mean always like I think people see a lot more on the outside than what's really going on. Um, so it's easy to be like, oh, like, you know, she's just frustrated at this and now it's affecting this. But also what people don't see is that, like, as I am, like, you know, sometimes like frustrated on the field, like I'm still working and I'm not like letting that take away from my work. Um, but also, like, I will say this year, as many um, things that were really out of my control, probably the most um, of any year um physically like old me like mentally would not have kept showing up um and like i can most confidently say that like every workout i mentally showed up for myself mm -hmm. and just unfortunately like physically could not be there like it was just like a you know kind of a shitty situation um in the past like you know say like the covid year where like there was a ton of things that were out of my control um but mentally I did not show up for every workout. Like I absolutely did not. And I did not do everything in my control. Um, you know, I skipped warmups. Like I, you know, I stopped wanting to eat. Like, you know, I, I, I stopped a lot of those things that I could still control while this year, like, of course I was going to be more emotional as I'm already a much more emotional person and ride those waves a little bit too much, but I still controlled everything I did. Like I was still getting body work. I still warmed up every workout, like, you know, people don't see a lot of those things. Um, so I think this year, if you saw anything on the floor, it was more just like frustration, but it wasn't like, um, in the past, like, uh, just like totally throwing everything out the window, giving up. It was just like, clearly I was just like, I, there's not much I can do. And it's, it's just like shitty, but I'm like, I mentally like still showed up with what I had, like, um, yeah. Yeah. and those yeah. are tough things to just see from the outside. Um, and had you not, I mean, you probably would have been at risk with not even making the last cut. Cause I know you were, it was like 18th or 17th or something yeah. like that going yeah. into Sunday. And then you ended up top 10. So, yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. Whereas like in the past, like I, you know, I know myself, I would have been like, what is, you know, and I, and I did have those moments. I'm like, what the fuck am I even fighting for? Like, I came into this weekend wanting to fight for a podium spot. And right now I'm fighting for 10th. Like, that's shitty. Like, I was like, this fucking sucks. Like, that's lame. Like, I'm like, this is not it. Like, this is not what I want to be doing. But like, damn, am I really going to wa walk away with this feeling better about a ninth place or like an 18th place? Like, yeah, no yeah. matter what, like, yeah. what am I going to feel better about? And knowing I can walk away, knowing I wasn't a little bitch and gave up, like that sucks more. Like you like that, Caleb? I saw Caleb's, Caleb's eyes lit up when you said that. He loved that. Yeah, I mean, like seriously, like easily. And like I will say, like COVID year, there was fucking moments where I was like, I don't want to warm up, and I didn't warm up. And you can see that. I think I got almost dead last on that Echo Bike Snatch workout. Where I straight up was like, I'm not warming up for this event. I don't know. <laughs> so you used to be kind of a little bratty and you kind I of got that brat under control. You got Absolutely. that brat under control a little bit. Absolutely. And or like, a lot. you know, like, 
it just came back to like okay danielle like stop letting the emotion talk like what do you really want yeah you know like and i would let the emotion talk and do everything and make all my choices for me and not to say i'm perfect now but like how did that happen people how did that happen do you have a coach do you have a coach for that or a mental coach for that or it's just you're getting more mature and more self-reflective or i think it's both. both i mean both it's like realizing like what my goals are and what I actually want. You know, I think in the years past, like I've never wanted to win. Like I truly never have. Like, I think you see a lot of people out there saying, you know, I come to the games with the one goal and winning. And like, I never showed up to the games with the one goal of winning. Like I truly showed up with the goal of doing the best I can. And if that puts me at the top, great. But now I'm in a position where I'm like, dang, like I do have all the capabilities to do this. Like I do want to, like, I'm like, I do want to win. Like, you know, this year, maybe I showed up like 90% of wanting to do that. And then like, unfortunately, this weekend, like, what seems like a major setback, like, I still walk away with like, no, I still can't do this. Like this year, this weekend was just fucking shitty, like terrible circumstances and timing. But like, it just, I don't know. It was just think, like, it's Do you think that could help you? Like coming into this weekend, or that weekend? in the headspace you were in the physical space and seeing how you countered towards yeah, the end yeah. of the vegan, you think going through that could help you. Even if you say you came into the same situation next year, yeah, you think you'd actually be better than you would because you went through this. Absolutely. Like no doubt. Like I didn't know that I could fight. Um, you know, I've always had like the physical capabilities to like fight through workouts to like really suffer. Like everybody can suffer. Um, but like, I did not know I could fight like that and like keep mentally showing up for myself. Like that is what I've realized can be really hard is to keep mentally showing up for yourself when like, it's still not working. Like it's still not enough. Like that is, it's hard. Like, you know, I was like, damn, like I really showed up for myself and all these people are telling me that if I'm just there mentally, like it'll be there. And I'm like, no, actually, I was there mentally, like physically. I just, it was not there this weekend. Like, it just wasn't. Like, right, right. But I'm not letting that take away from, like, oh, e I easily could be like, oh, I just physically don't have it. And, like, that would be so stupid of me to, like, look at, like, what I have been doing and, like, my training throughout the year. And, like, it would be stupid of me to, like, be like, oh, I just physically don't have it. Like, I mentally showed up. I just don't have it. I think anybody would tell me that's just stupid. Um, so it is like so good that I went through this weekend because I think there's like one, I know there's so many things that can change. Um, and it just like, it just made me so much better. And the fact that I can walk away with it, not with less confidence, but more confidence, like that's not something that um, for myself, I take lightly because I typically have not had the most confidence when it comes to my capabilities. Um. John Young using a different tone. John Young dancing. John Young folded. John Young restrained. He's scared. Jesus, guys, guys. He's fucking right there, dude. What do you want him to say? Jesus, criming you guys are dickheads. But I wouldn't expect anything else. Um, Let's take a quick poll here before uh, Danielle uh, runs. Did she run off to the bathroom? The show is almost over, Danielle. You, just, you don't got to go pee now. It's almost over. Where is Ben Smith? He's supposed to be here. Um. Six minutes ago. Fuck is Ben. Ben's pulling DVD. You think he's watching the show and that's why he didn't come on? Like he's waiting for us to kick her off? Ben, where the fuck are you? I'll see you pop up in the little window below and then I just kick Danielle off. 
Danielle Pete, huh? Oh, no, that fronting intro with your uh, Khalifa podcast was awesome. God, God right the when he was about to that. show it. That, 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 that was like, he like so broke back so fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Khalifa's oh. a good dude. He called me today. He's like, he wanted to pay me back. He's like, hey, did you go pee? No, I had to get my charger. Oh, hey. Oh, nice. Hey, uh, I want to ask you a question here real quick. Um, we're all hanging out, let's say, hypothetically, you know, me, you, Matt Torres, Laura Horvat, you know, Matt O'Keefe, Jake Marconi, whoever, your friends, you know. Uh, what's your dog's name? Cash. Cash. And uh, uh, me and you are in the kitchen. You open up the refrigerator and you pull out a jar of pickles and you can't open it. It's tight. Yeah. And you look across the room and me and Laura are right there. Uh, Wad Zombie wants to know if uh, would oh, fuck. I didn't even get to ask you a fucking question. Absolutely. I want the pickle now. I want it fast. I don't want it in five minutes. You don't want me to put it between my legs and put both hands on it and ask for like a, a towel and like I start hitting the edge with the knife. You don't want to hit the bottom of it with the palm of your hand. You don't want to watch me do all that. No, I want to eat a pickle, not Laura. watch. I got to open a jar. Laura, um, okay, uh, sloppy slop sevy. If you had to smell one person's toe spacers and you had to pick oh. between Daniel Brandon Rich and Greg Glassman, uh, who would you choose and why? I, you don't get why, but I would choose Rich. And you don't do not get uh, you don't get a a, a why. That'd be fifty five ninety nine. Um, uh, John Young is jacked. All right. Uh, hey, um, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me uh, hang out with you all weekend. You were you were crazy gracious to me with the camera. Uh, your whole team was awesome. And uh, yeah, I look forward to talking to you again. You're awesome. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks for letting me ramble. Dude, you weren't even rambling. You were going off. I was, I was, it was good <laughs> shit. It was good. It was really good. I'm not oh, just saying that. Thank you. Okay. We brought someone on who's not quite as good as you afterwards to make you look good. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, who is it? Ben Smith. Oh, oh. <laughs> what's up, guys? Kidding me. Okay, now Thank you, dear. leave. Bye, guys. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Thank you, Danielle. Ladies and gentlemen, Danielle Brandon. Woo, Ben Smith. What's up, baby? What's going on? Thanks for doing this, buddy. What I miss? We're just. Vaughn uh... wants to smell Rich Froning's toe spacers. That is a total mischaracterization of. Not that I want to. Uh, Ben, uh, yes. CrossFit Games champ. And to coach, coach champ, champ of a coach, coach of a champ. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, 2000, uh, what, 15? Yeah. You're talking about me? Yeah. Yeah. 2015 for me. And, uh, your first games was when? 2009. At the, at the ranch. At the ranch. Yeah. The, the, the third one they had at the ranch. What place did you take? Oh, I'd have to go 60 something behind Pat Sherwood. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. He, does he remind you of that every time he sees you? <laughs> he should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we we were the same regional together. It was pretty cool. Hey, he was, why aren't you do? Why, why has it been so long since you've done your podcast? Uh, we just been busy, busy training, uh, busy. We got our, uh, my wife and I have our second baby due. Oh, uh, next month. So just been busy, busy at the gym. I got a long list of things to catch up on since the games are over. Um, so are, are, are you guys going to keep doing them? 
Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I'd like to, but kind of run out of stuff to talk about, you know? No, you guys, no, what no. do you do? You're on all the time. You're talking to someone all the time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Ben, you have plenty to talk about and people want to hear it. Keep doing it, dude. I went over there today and I'm like, oh shit, they haven't it's been a long time, right? It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, it's been a, we really just have been training a lot uh, with the team. The team was down. Uh Laura and Gabby were here, Christoph was here. Uh, we had a you know, a few of the guys, the European guys come by and stop by for a few weeks on the on their way to the games, and it was just kind of like training camp for a few months, so it's pretty busy. Didn't have a lot of time for it. What kind of people are attracted to Krypton as a um, as as a place to come train and prep for the games, semifinals, open? What type of? People? Uh, I mean, I we've never turned anybody down. So whoever asked, <laughs> kind of uh, open it, to whoever wants to come. Is it a motley crew? Is it a quirky crew? I think of it. I mean, you you. I see Danny Spiegel. I see your brother. I see Laura Horvat. Um, there's more too, right? You got Adam Clinker. It just it's it seems like it's just this really eclectic group. Sure. Of of uh, is that what you think? What's your perspective of people? I I do. That is my. That's what I think. I think it's just this crazy eclectic group of kind of like um, misfits or outsiders or renegades. Or it's like the fucking A team. You got like a Murdoch and you got like a Hannibal. You got the, <laughs> and you got the Mister T and you got the Face Man. Do you remember that show, The A Team? I remember. I never watched it, but yeah, I remember the name. That's yeah, a little. It's a little before. Yeah, yeah. it might have been before me. I'll send you the DVDs. It's good. All right. <laughs> so I just want, like, like I'm trying to figure out. So can you tell me your origin story with Laura Horvat? How your guys' path uh, crossed? Yeah, I'm just on because you can't have Laura on, right? No, I couldn't have Laura on. I couldn't have <laughs> Clink on. That, <laughs> that you're after Clink too, Ben. Oh, he's running that race this weekend. I know, crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. He's going after it again. Uh, I hope we can finish. Um, yeah, no, we met. Uh, we did team series. I think it was 2018 or 2019. Um, Alec had invited her to the gym, and I think she wanted to do team series, and I didn't want to or something. And we ended up partnering up and doing team series. And uh, a couple years later, she... So she was friends with Alec. He brought her to Krypton, and then you guys yep. hit it. You ended up being on the team with her. Alec's the social one. You know, he's the social butterfly. He brings everybody, brings everybody to the gym. Keeps the business running. Yeah. Takes care of the yeah, brand. For sure. Um, yeah, no, so we we did team series together, and that was the first time we had met. And then uh, she, I think I saw her in the, there was some qualifier for the games. I think it was the COVID year um, where she, she, she didn't do well in a workout, and I don't think she made it to the next stage or whatever. And I reached out to her and just said, you know, if there's anything I can do to help, uh, you know, love to work together. I mean. So you, you liked never, her, you dug her, and you saw potential. You see, I mean, you for sure. She was first year. She finished second place, and you're like, where, where did this girl come from? Uh, what's she doing? And uh, yeah, and she came by the gym. She just crushed me in the team series that year. I'm like, yeah, she's she's got what it takes to win. Like you see it right away, and uh, yeah. And then I was like, anything I can do to help? And you know, we ended up you know training together, and I say we're more like training partners. Uh, anything more than anything, more than like a a coach or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just been good and just kind of gone from there. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll come back to Laura. I was outside the stadium, and I started hearing rumblings that Ben Smith had hurt himself. And I then saw you come out um, of the state of the North Park uh, underneath the bleachers, and you were sitting in a car. And I came over to you, and you looked like you were in pretty bad shape. Can you tell us uh, what happened there? 
Uh, I was an idiot and tried to re-rack a jerk or something like that. I, nobody does that. Uh, I re-racked a jerk and my knee popped. Um, I don't know what happened. It's you know a failed jerk, a failed jerk, a you failed mean? jerk. So okay. I, I tried to yeah, tried to catch it, left arm buckled, and then I tried to re-catch it for some reason, like thinking that I'm gonna hit the lift after I just missed the lift because they only give you a 20 second window. And uh, knee popped, kind of locked up on me. Felt like when you roll your ankle, like it just immediately starts swelling. Um, I felt it right away and I knew something was up that kind of worried me a little bit. So, um, yeah, that was about it, but they were able to get me back there and check it out. And, uh, it, personally, if it was me, I'd have been, I'd have called it. I'd have been out. There's no way I would have wanted to go try to compete the rest of the weekend, but the what was the it. diagnosis? So they were able to do, they did x-rays and I was good. Nothing like they were afraid there was like a, you know, patellar, there could be like a, fracture or something there um and then they were able to do ultrasound and they could see like a tear in my uh, patellar tendon underneath my kneecap it was like it was just like one specific spot they were able to pinpoint it and and check it out and see it so that was actually uh pretty cool they could do that but um yeah so partially torn patellar tendon i guess a painful one it happened uh yeah it was painful it kind of just locked up on me and then i couldn't really put much weight on it for a little bit but kind of limping couldn't really couldn't really walk well, uh, hard to bend it. And then it hurt bad when I was trying to, trying to run that 5k after that. And you're saying that if this would have been an individual comp, you would have pulled yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. There was no point in kind of suffering through the rest of the weekend. Um, but you know, the team wanted to keep going and, uh, they were, they were up for like, Hey, you know, if you need to slow down, fine, we just kind of want to move on. You know, we're able to make the cuts. We want to keep competing, we trained together for this. Like we're all here for this. Let's try to keep doing what we can do. And um, yeah, just didn't want to let the team down. It's different being a team, man. Than, oh, God, uh, dude, if I'm on your team though, I'm struggling. If I knew that I'm struggling to, um, this is after that happened. Yeah. The next event was a 5k run. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was worried. I was and, worried. and what happened during that 5k run? Were you able to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Hobbled through it. <laughs> Hobbled through it. Oh, I had to squat God. on one leg. Yeah. Dang. My left leg was so sore after that weekend. <laughs> How is it now? How is it now? How are you now? It feels okay. It feels all right. It's um, it's like any any uh, any hard weight bearing on that side. Uh, I you know I can't run or jump on it. Um, but like if I don't have pain when I'm walking, I don't have pain like all the time. Uh, so it's definitely gotten. It's definitely healed. I haven't done anything since the games. This is the longest I've not worked out since. I got married and we went on our one week, we went on a honeymoon for a week and I didn't work out at all. That was the last time I had not worked out a week in the last 15 years of doing CrossFit. You're not doing nothing. You're not doing some grippers, some pull-ups, nothing, <laughs> nothing, just coaching, did a little bit of coaching. So well, what's the plan? Will that thing just heal by itself? Uh, yeah, I was told like 12, 12 weeks, 12 to 18 weeks, something like that. I've never had to sit out that long. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, work back into it, do some physical therapy and see if I can get it, you know, get a rehab so I can start working out again at the gym. Cause I miss the community. I miss the, you know, putting on a training session and train training with friends, you know, um, was that weird when I gave you a bar when you gave me a bar? No, <laughs> that that wasn't weird. No. Okay, good. I don't think so. Okay, good. Cause I was like, Oh shit, this, they're going to take this guy away and he's not going to be able to eat for a long time. I appreciate it. It was very kind of you. Oh, okay, good. Because you, you looked at me like I handed you the bar. I was like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> well, they're driving him away in a car, and I run him down. I think I run you down. It was an afterthought. 
and I had a quest bar in my bag and I hand it to you and you're like, Hey, I appreciate it. <laughs> All I appreciate right, cool. it. Thank Did you. Did you eat it? No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to it? Threw it away I don't know. There. I think I left it back there with some stuff in the, in the diagnosis area or wherever it was. Okay, good. Um, that's, that's horrible for you. It's like eating plastic. Um, uh, what it, it seems to be a big topic of conversation this year about when someone's injured, whose whose determination it is that they stay in, or or get pulled out. Like, should it be up to the doctors or should it be up to the athletes? Did you run into any of that? Like, we heard a lot about that. You know, during semifinals, there was like Corona and someone else. I can't remember. Hmm. And then, like the minimum work requirement argument. I think that is part of it, also. Um, but also like with like, hey, is Roman too injured to do anything? Are we putting him in jeopardy of making things worse? Is it our responsibility or his responsibility? Like did you – were they – did they try to pull you out and you're like, no, no, I'm staying in? Um, He was the doctor that was uh, that was helping me out. He was worried. He – I mean he mentioned it a few times. But, you know, I feel like it should be up to the athlete, shouldn't it? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't have a really strong opinion on it. I just know just in fighting, if the doc, if you could say certain things, like I think in a fight, if you say, I can't see out of this eye, they stop the fight right then and there. Okay. So I, I don't know what the, it's a little different. It, well, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Chase. Wait, jump in, jump in. I don't, I don't yeah. really have a strong opinion on well, it. Okay. So sure. if you're in fighting, right. Yeah. If you yeah. can't see out of your right eye, then you yeah. can't block a punch that could potentially cause, serious injury to you because you're fighting a person and you cannot control their actions of what they do to you. If you're an athlete on the field of play and you can decide and dictate your own movements and intensity, right? Oh, right. That's a good point. You make the choice there. You mean it's not like football where someone else can make your shit worse in CrossFit. You're totally in control. You're choosing to hurt yourself. Yeah. (laughs) You can run slow on a 5k versus like, I don't know. You have to outrun this lion in this cage tunnel. <laughs> it's like now you're really going to hurt yourself to try not to get caught. So I think when you're in a position like this, and, and I'm looking at it from an athlete's perspective, as like, I want to make my own call. Right. And if you look at the history of the games, is there is not one single decision I think ever made by CrossFit of pulling an athlete that went over well with anybody. <laughs> it's yeah, curious that after Corona, it took such a hard switch. I feel like at the games, it was literally – yeah, I mean, you can break your leg, and if you still want to do it, you can. That, that's literally you're... what happened. And, like, Corone was like, I'm good, man. I just don't want to do a ring muscle-up. And then they were like, nope. You know, it was and such that, a that hard was injury switch. and more of this spirit of competition continue to work rule. Which How do you mean? Well, they didn't, they didn't disqualify him for medically. They disqualified him because he didn't meet the effort rule. He tried to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not taking it away from him. I'm just saying the, the rule that they leaned on wasn't a medical withdrawal. Oh, it wasn't? What was the rule? What was the rule? It's this it was the rule where you have to like continuously put forth a, a reasonable amount oh, of Oh, oh, right, right, right. Okay. Oh, right, right. Okay. Which is which is which is I'm okay with that rule too. I'm okay with whatever I'm they not, choose. As long I'm not I just okay with that rule. You're not okay with that rule that you have I'm to put in okay. – no, because it's too subjective? Yeah, just black and white. Hey, if you want to take – Ben, if you want to take event seven off, go ahead. 
Yeah, I guess I, I guess I see him or win or qualify. I guess I see your point too. I don't have a problem with Raw what Raw did, Pat Barber did, or Katrin did. I don't have a problem with that. Do you remember right. the Raw d- didn't do the snatch in, in uh, the semi regionals? What? She won the games because of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you have a problem with any of that that strategy, Ben? That it's like, okay, hey, I'm fucking not like. Remember that year it was a, a double workout, and Pat Barber just didn't do one of them really. Triple I mean, workout. yeah, that's strategy, right? There were yeah. three of them. Yeah, there were three of them back to back to back, and yeah, my youngest brother Dane did that one time in Dubai. Oh yeah, did it work? Did it work out? Yeah, they were like back to back workouts, and you know they pay people three thousand dollars for a win, so he just didn't do the first one and then smashed the second <laughs> one. <laughs> did he win it? Yeah, 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 bitching. Worth it. Hey, any chance you'd go to Wadapalooza? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, chance for sure. No, See but I mean can... to compete. To compete? I mean, I, I don't know. We did team. We tried to do team last year. I don't even remember last year. Yeah, we tried but, to do team last year. Sure. But but it would be sixteen. Um, uh, sixteen. If you take twelve to sixteen weeks off now, that won't give you much time. Yeah, no. So it'd be. I'm I'm just taking time off right now. I'm not really thinking about training. Not thinking about competing. I haven't put any thought towards what's next other than kind of what's in front of me right now, which I've never done before. So coaching and a baby coaching baby. Yeah. Going to work with uh, the local. There's a, uh, there's a team down the street here, baseball team going to work with the local high school team for a little bit, train them for the off season. So I'm looking forward to that. Define down the street because Caleb's definition of down the street is 45 minutes away. 45 seconds down the street. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Caleb's like, I haven't been to Krypton yet. I live so close. We're like, right down close? the street. Like yeah, minutes. apparently Caleb is also down the street from you. I'm so close, dude. I'm like, <laughs> come, on, bye. come on, I'm, bye. A, I'm across the bridge from you. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was really close. Yeah. Hop, uh, skip, and a jump. And, and Rogue's totally out of the question. I mean, that's like yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. When is no, it? I, 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 no, October. I can't. I, I can't do that. And, and you can't even go there even if just to, to, to watch as like a former games athlete and sign autographs because you got a baby coming. I mean, you're home. Yeah, I'll be I'll be here for a little while. You're grounded. Yeah. You know if you got a boy or a girl? We don't know. Surprise. Ooh, Surprise. Good for what do you me. have already? We have a little girl. She yeah. just turned four. She's four? I know. I Dude. Know. Yeah. I thought so you quick, man. Too. Are you liking the, the parenting thing? Loving it. It's yeah, the best. it's cool. Good. yeah you got grandparents? so much fun it's just gotten better and better you know you just get to see all the different all the different phases and now it's like you know now i get to explain everything and she's asking question more questions and interactive she's so much fun i, I love it i love it and uh you are your parents nearby they are yeah we're all pretty close everyone my brothers are here um the gym's right down the street we're all within you know we're all actually close right down the street <laughs> yeah that's that's a good life you know i asked your brother at the games i said hey does it concern you when you see your brother hurt because because I, I have three boys and if if one of them gets hurt the other two get very very tense yeah because he, he well, did they do it no no like if like let's say <laughs> like like we were at a jiu-jitsu tournament and one of the boys got arm barred and like yeah, his yeah. elbow hyper extended his elbow and the other two like come over to him and start crying and holding him oh, and i yeah? asked your brother i'm like are you tripping that your brother's hurt he's like nah I'm like, but it's your older brother. He's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I worry about them. So, yeah. You do worry about them? Oh, for sure. My, oh, like, good. Uh, yeah. Makes me I watched better. Dane, my youngest brother, play baseball, and he tore he tore his shoulders up, you know, running the bases. And uh, I had to watch that. That was hard. Um, but, yeah. No, I worry about them, for sure. How do, you tear, that, I guess. how do you tear your shoulders up running the bases? 
dislocated shoulders from diving head first. Ooh. Madman, when you're a madman on the bases like that, you can uh, you can mess yourself up pretty good. See, is that Dane? Yeah. Yeah, that, that checks. Dane is the full send Smith. Full send. <laughs> full send. Ben, Always ben, has been. Ben, do you have an agent? No. No. Did you ever have an agent? Uh-uh. When you um uh after you won the games um in 2016 did you feel some sort of um 15 but the uh, yeah you won the games in 2015 and then the following year in 2016 did you feel some sort of pressure that you didn't feel the year before no no I didn't How no I thought possible? I did I thought I thought I was actually much happier with 20 how 2016 when I thought I actually did better um. I was one of, I don't know, maybe I'm weird. I've always one of the athletes that uh, I, I, I do want to win, right? I went to competitions to win, but you, you know, you can only compete at the level at which you train. So it's like, I train myself to be the best version of myself. And I know that if I go out there on the game day, I'm healthy. I can compete. I have the right mindset, you know, I ended up winning that year. Like, you know, you know, you can do it. Uh, and then the next year I just was more consistent. That was all, all the events were more consistent. You can look at my finishes. They were, I thought they were better. Um, you know, but Ben ended up finishing second instead of first. And, you know, the, the outcome is what it is, and all you can control is the effort that you put in. So I was pretty happy with that. Otherwise, you drive yourself crazy. I mean, this sport's brutal. It's, I mean, you're training harder than – I would argue you're training harder than any other sport on the planet. 100%. I would argue. I mean, you, the physical part of it and the mental part of it and how you just prepare for that one, you know, one competition a year, that's – kind of you throw all your chips in that one competition. Um, I don't see anything harder than it. I don't know. It might be a, I'd love to hear other people's opinions. Everybody says like, you know, MMA might be harder, or, you know, like a triathlon training or something like that, but it's just so different. It's different. Not triathlon training. Yeah. I don't know. What else might be harder? You guys, tell you me. know, it's interesting. Hey, uh, I I watched the, tour de, the tour de France is, I think is the single most hardest thing to go through. Yeah. Just right. Cycling, thing. something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But training, just the training year round, I, I would agree a hundred percent. Like just, yeah. this is my profession. This is what I do. And I don't it, think any, go ahead. Yeah. No, if it, if it's like, you can really hyper-focus on it and it becomes this thing where it's just not healthy. And uh, I really think that you have to, athletes have to have something else that they do. They have to have hobbies. They have to have a job. They have to have family, something like you got to have something outside of the gym. CrossFit outside of CrossFit games, specific athletes, you mean, or yeah. just all athletes? CrossFit games, specific athletes. Do you think Otherwise, that goes like more for make it your job? Sorry, go ahead. Do you think that goes more for the top of the sphere or just all the way down the chain? Yeah, I mean, I think when you get near the top, you realize what you have to sacrifice to get to the top to get a little bit higher, and uh, you know, it's it's a it's a hard it, you don't really balance you can't balance it that well. Like you have to, it's almost like you have to have other things that you're doing. I just it's hard mentally. It's difficult. It's it's uh. Yeah, I mean, athletes get it, but I don't know who else who else gets it. Me, me, meaning, um, we were talking about this. I can't remember if, a few shows back. Meaning, each year you do the games, shit starts getting a little weirder and weirder. Like, eventually, you're like only drinking out of glass, and you make. And if under no circumstance do you stay up past eight o'clock, and you no longer drink anything with cans that have BPA in them. I mean, you're just fucking doing everything to wrench down and get micro. Right. Like you're anything, you can, right? You, you can, change you can your definitely do that. Times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's where, that's where like one side of the spectrum can completely be right. You can go up, you can go that whole route. 
Uh, there's an argument like I would make the argument like I don't know how much of that's that's super helpful. Um, you know, like there's a there's a buffer, there's a window in there where you should sit. Where it's all right, I am a little bit I'm a little bit more sane in this place, uh, and that's kind of where I've always tried to be my whole career. What how do you think like Laura she... manages? Hmm. What's that? How do you think Laura manages? Because she never seems down, really. Like she always seems. That's what I think happy. her strength. That's where I think her strength is. So that's what I think. Is mental. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, she, um, she's she's pretty. Uh, she's she. I I I see I see a lot of athletes do a lot of this back there. Mm-hmm. I do not see her do that. I no, see her like has, this. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and and you know, um, same with Colton. Colton Mertens was one of the most fucking emotionally disciplined athletes. Um, and uh, when I first met him, I thought that's just the way he is. He's just quirky and something's like maybe, maybe he's just that part of his brain doesn't exist. But no, that fucking thing exists and he works on it to keep that thing in. Yeah. In, in yeah, check. I think you get their training. You get there through your training, your preparation. Uh, all that's really important and it matters. And you just get in the right headspace and you get in the right flow uh, with the months leading up to the competition and it just carries right over. And it's, it's not as, it's not as hard. It's not as difficult. Did did you know that I called Laura? Did I tell you that? I saw it. Oh, you did see it. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't know why you did that. <laughs> uh, you, you, uh, Okay, you don't need to replay it, though. Uh, don't need to? <laughs> no, you really don't need to replay it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now tell me, um, uh, just between me and you, give me some advices. You think that was pretty? You think that that was that was that was a step backward in our relationship? Um. Yeah, have you I feel like movie? it was a step forward, but have I'm totally open movie? to misreading her. I'm totally. You ever open. seen the movie Meet the Parents? It, with mm. Robert De Niro, a long yeah. time ago. When he's like, he's talking about his like circle of trust, and you're outside the circle of trust. Oh, I don't remember that, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. it was funny. That's what I thought of when I thought of that. Yeah, part of me is like, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so you so so uh on a on a on a one to ten. Uh one it was a bad idea, five it was it was a wash, and ten it was fucking brilliant. Like she pro- she probably is gonna send me flowers for my birthday. Where do you think it was? You think five uh, you think is a wash or you think it was uh no, you're pretty it's down there. It's, it's down below there. a five, it went down. It's below five, yeah, yeah. <sighs> it didn't help your cause. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything he can do to help his cause? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hey, you know what's crazy is like I just don't believe you. I cannot <laughs> accept that. That's fine. You don't have to. Okay, good. You don't have to. She call her again, just to be sure. God, I can't accept it. What, um, when when does the when does the um Krypton um, two thousand twenty four games camp begin? Like, when should people start showing up? And where do you live, Virginia? Yeah, just when should people start showing up at Caleb's house um, so that they can start training at Krypton? Yeah, right down the street. Um, <laughs> the, I know the girls are coming back for uh, train a little bit for Rogue, or as far as I know, that's about all I know. The girls, so. meaning her and Gabby. Yeah, and, and is Clink in your hood too? No, he's in Texas. So he moved down. Uh, he moved down to Texas a few years ago. He works for BPN. Um, does a lot of running. Got really skinny comparatively <laughs> to how he was. Uh, but now he's running that hundred mile race at Leadville. So he did, uh, did it last year. And then this is his second year going for it. 
Is he your friend? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like you'd call him and be like, dude, did yeah, you see that? Yeah, we talk all the time. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was head coach of the gym for at Krypton for, you know, eight years. So, yeah, good dude. We love all Gosh, those guys. he does look skinny now. <laughs> what are you talking about? He looks huge to me. Oh, you didn't. I mean, go back and watch him, man. <laughs> like he's. Yeah, look at that. That's Adam Clink that I know. That guy. That was when he ran. That was when he ran the five minute mile and did the five hundred pound back squat in the same yeah. day. That's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sevon, I know she hates you, dude. You're out of your. You're crazy. <laughs> in the interview, you ask about boyfriend. What inter? Oh, when she was on the show. Okay. Yeah. So what? She was breaking up with some CF guy in Hungary. She didn't hate me for that. She likes me for it. I was help. I was counseling her. Counseling her. Will you put in a good word um, <laughs> for me, Ben? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, sure. Like maybe something like, um, uh, "Hey, it's just lost in translation." He's. He, it's. It's a, just American culture to uh, call, cold call people halfway across the world on podcast. <laughs> God, that was a douche move. All right, I'm fucked. All right, I accept well. it. It was a douche move. I was feeling so arrogant, cocky, like, fuck you. You can't blow me. And then as soon as she answered, I crumbled. <laughs> crumbled. It's all right. You'll have another shot, I'm sure. Okay. Is she going to win the games next year? She, uh, Yeah, she could. I don't see why not. She still wants it, so like, she wants to do it more than once. I know that. That's about all I know. Those, um, w- w- uh, what do you think about, um, do you have any thoughts on uh, Tia coming back after the baby? No, that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. But don't put it past her at all. And and it would make for a great um it would be great for the fans to watch sort of those two go head to head, right? Yeah, it'd be uh that'd be cool. That'd be cool. All right. Uh gentlemen, do you want to say anything to the um wounded and healing um uh CrossFit Games champ? Man, good luck with number 2 on the way. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, for you. That's what we're focused on. So, looking forward to it. Looking forward to man, it. Man defense. I know, right? Uh, Mr. Young, Ed, any 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 final words, parting words from Mr. Smith? I just thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah. for sure, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks. All right, dude. Thank you, Mr. Smith. Uh, talk to you soon. Thanks for your time. All right. See you guys. Ciao. Later, Ciao. Yep. Ben Smith, CrossFit Games champ. He certainly looked like his dad. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought he was starting to look more and more like that, like the Mister Smith from. Wasn't that the guy's name from? What's the movie with all the green things that fall from the sky? The Matrix. Oh, oh, yeah. Matrix. Yeah, yeah. And then with that light over his head, yeah. he looked like a Jew. He looked like he was wearing a yarmulke the whole time. I'm like, is he Jewish? He like, always looked like that. Oh, it was that it was that light? There was that light over his head. Okay, uh, before I lose you guys, I need to get you guys' opinion on some things. How are you on time, Mr. Ch- uh, Mr. Chase and Mr. Uh, John? I, I got to ask my wife downstairs. Okay, good. Don't ask her. Um, I, I want to go through the Coffee Pods and Wads video, and I, wanna sh- I want you guys to uh, chime in on a, a couple things. Adrian said he didn't uh, – a couple things to catch you up to speed on. Um, he, uh, Adrian said he didn't take J- Dave's job, but he uh, – when when they, he was talking about what he started doing when Dave left, but he did take Dave's job, part of it at least, because Dave used to program the games, right? 
And then Dave left, and Adrian became programmer of the games, and now Dave is back. And that's kind of like what I think that people are gently trying to figure out what's going on there. Um, they Adrian was incredible on this uh, video, by the way. Extremely articulate, extremely vulnerable, extremely open. Um, gets along great with Pedro. Pedro was great. I mean, it was fantastic. But that be, the whole interview besides that gave me tons of answers. But that one, I was kind of scratching my head. I was like, no, Adrian, you did take his job, and now he's back. So um, maybe I'll get a chance to talk to Adrian about that. Um, he said that they're very close friends, which we've all witnessed. They are friends, and that they work great together. Um, he said he was excited about having Dave back. Um, it sounds like Dave coming back energized the team. He did say this about the CrossFit Games. Uh, he said Dave came back with only five weeks until showtime. And then uh, Dave wanted to make some changes because Dave gave some input. Uh, and th he said that was the biggest challenge uh, of Dave coming back, that they only had five weeks to make those changes. Um, at 32 minutes, Pedro asks uh, how much change uh, happened because of Dave's input. Let's listen to what uh, Adrian says there. 32 minutes. I hope Pedro, it's okay for me to play Pedro's shit. It's how, you know, we're like, where's my yeah, we, we already kind of answered these questions right yeah whereas yeah whereas that way it was able to be collaborative it's like okay we're all on site this is the plan you know we can look at the plan together and then we can choose what we're going to test and change right now was changed like uh, we can take it from there so yeah it was good how much was changed like so obviously things change um there'd be pre predictable changes i guess when you're doing your testing uh, if it was say the same team that had been there from whatever the open or before it how much change happened because of say dave's fresh eye or like uh, an ex or an experienced eye of like well we actually tried that remember we tried that in such and such a year and this happened or you know something yeah. like that hey that pause so that's a strong question right that's something like everyone that's like all the games geeks want to know with dave back pedro's gently asking in there how much change occurred with Dave? And here we go. Here's Adrian's answer. I think it was, um, you know, there were some other externalities that uh, dictated a few things that we were doing this year. Um, you know, just realities around what, what we wanted to accomplish with the games and, and uh, you know, what the company was, was wanting to support and things like that. Um, so all that to say, I think it was about the normal amount. Like once we got on site and, um, started actually testing like it, it the process was similar to how it's been in the past okay when i uh i'm not buying that i think dave used to do the programming and adrian gave the feedback i think this year adrian did the programming and dave gave the feedback and the two things that he said was the changes helped us accomplish what we wanted to accomplish but there were also some externalities and that's what the company would support and that's the rumblings we've heard of just um uh Hope, saving some money, not not burning through cash. Uh, any any opinions on on Chase on that answer? Anything you want to talk about? I mean, when he explains it like that, <clears throat> coupled with, I mean, the sentiment that you just made out is like, okay, maybe there was an offsite plan that got cut because of money, um, or a single camera that, used instead of a full camera setup, like for the Masters, <laughs> or that, right? <laughs> right. Right. And I'm not hating on that either. I, I'm not like it, it's their event. Do what you got to do. Sure. And, and that, that to me, that's what it sounds like, coupled with um, the you know, the idea that there was some budget constraints coming into the games because of what happened earlier in the season. And I mean, that, that makes the most sense. So if there was an offsite planned and was taken away, that would effectively be a very big change with Dave coming in with five weeks to go. So that could be 
one of those things that he's talking about. Why, why can't he not just say that? That's a good question. It's not, it doesn't seem like a, a, a wrong, maybe he doesn't, it doesn't seem like a wrong political response. Maybe he doesn't feel comfortable saying it because it's not his place to say. That's the only thing I could think of. But it, 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 it doesn't um, make anyone look bad if they were like, hey, there was, an, there was, um, our budget can't handle this. So we had to scrap this. Well, that's also, you know, the budget thing is also an assumption. Right, right, right. But I mean, if that's what we're thinking, I just feel like he gave. There's something he's hiding. Answer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, is yeah. what you're saying, John. Why doesn't he just tell us? Why doesn't he just tell us? Well, let me ask you guys this: Do you guys see the games the same way I did? That last year, Adrian came. Last year, Adrian came in and changed the events that Dave did, and this year, right? Because Dave got fired, and this year, Dave came in and changed the events Adrian made. It's funny, I never thought of it like that. But Adrian programmed the fucking games this year. He programmed the Open, the semifinals, and the games. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone fucking loved the programming. I think it's... Oh, sorry, quarterfinals. Yeah, what, what, all that all that stuff. Thank you. And so, and then Dave obviously came in here at the end and changed some shit. Is that fair? Is that... I, I don't think that there's anything... I would agree. I would agree with that sentiment. Okay. Is that how you see it too, Chase? Yeah, and I don't think that's a negative thing, too. Not at and, all. I think it's a positive I'm, I'm thing. under the impression. I'm under the. I have the opinion that Dave and Boz are better together than they are separate, it's including Dave one, by one himself and Boz by himself. They are the best when they are working together. In well, whatever definitely good pair. Yeah, they're a great pair. Yeah, and they and they're friends and they do work very. 15, 16 years. Yeah, and they do work very well together, and they're very close. Yeah, I'm, would, I'm not trying agree. to stir. I'm not trying to stir up anything. I'm just trying to get uh, clarity. Okay. Um, uh, another another question at, at 33 minutes. Did ESPN affect the events? Uh, n- another good question. Meaning, does does TV change like the time domains where they can be, etc.? Um, you mentioned external things there, like when it was known that uh, the games will be shown on ESPN. Does that change things? Like, are you like, okay, well, we can't have something that, can, you know, like confusing for people outside of CrossFit, but fine for CrossFit people to watch. We have to have something straightforward or something easy to digest. Like, does that kind of come into it as well? Yeah, it's sort of. And so it's really about finding the balance. On the one hand, you don't want to be, you know, straying from what we are. And at the end of the day, I think Helen is a great example, right? Like if you're not excited to watch people race doing a mixed mode event like that, well then maybe CrossFit's not for you. It's like, I don't go to a hockey game and say, man, this would be better with a football. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, at, a, at a certain point you have to ask yourself, like, am I a fan of this thing or not? And then we, by extension, have to ask ourselves, like, are we comfortable promoting this thing or not? And you know, the answer is yes, of course we are. Um, however, to your point, man, that does have to be tempered with, all right, if we're going to bring in a lay audience, does it make sense to have the most kind of colloquial movements that we can um, or, or kind of the most kind of, um, you know, difficult to uptake scoring system or something like that? Uh, and the answer is no, it's probably not in anybody's best interest at that point to, to do that during those windows. So yeah, there's a lot of back and forth to, you know, just make sure that everybody agrees what we want to be showing in those windows that both highlights the athletes, um, is true to what the sport is, and then also, um, you know, allows people that are just watching for the first time to say, oh, I, I get what's going on here. 
Mm. Um, I- let, let me throw this in there. For sure what's affected is you, you, you hope that they're going to show the best heats, the people who best represent the sport, the part that adds to the narrative the best, the the events that you know are the most exciting, right? So so just based on that, but I don't think that's what Pedro was asking. I think Pedro was asking like, does it affect the time domains and the modalities and, and whatnot? Is how do you take it, Chase? And and what did you think of Adrian's answer? <clears throat> it was a a quality answer um, <laughs> from Boz. It, f- high quality or low quality? quality? High quality or low quality? It's a it's a good straight down the middle. Okay. Don't say too much or too little answer. Uh, and the question is important because, okay, yes, it's like, so during the ESPN show, so I'll just speak from experience. So during the ESPN shows, they would basically go on TV for a two-hour block. And during that two-hour block, the whole final event had to take place. That's men and women. And during the ESPN shows- 40 they, athletes. 40 athletes. Right. And then 30 and 20, but as a weekend on, but the whole event, right? So say right, by 40, I meant 20 and 20, 20 men, 20 women. They have two hours. Right. But on, on Thursday, it's, it's 40 men and 40 women. Okay. So on okay. Thursday, you have to get through four heats of 10 because it was the inverted medley or melody. Uh, if you're <laughs> Andrew Hiller and you have to get through three heats and then they would show the final heat of men or women live. And then they'd go back to a recap show during ESPN and then show the final heat live. So you had to not only nail down how long that final heat would be, but how to get this pre-show recap done in time for the live call of the actual event going on. And then they would disappear again if you're just watching regular ESPN and then come back in. And so the Thursday test couldn't be a 15-minute test because then that would have been, it would have been taken two hours to get through the women only. And men only, and they had to get all done. So it did change which events you could put on which days because of the number of people competing and the type of event you had and the amount of airtime the final heat of each event would get. So it's either a mass start or a very sprinty event. But even then, like we were only on live on the call for 10 minutes. So what does that mean, live on the call? What does that mean, oh, live on the call? Uh, a live look into the competition going on as it as it was going. Oh. So for the first three heats of four, it was the desk show and the recap of the early day events. And then for the final heat, they would be like, all right, down to the call. They would show the live final heat, and then they'd back off for the next men or women. Three heats go. They're recapping, recapping, and they'd live feed back into the Coliseum. They'd only do the live in the last heat right. every single event. Um, uh, Pedro doesn't let up. If you go to thirty-five forty-five, he wants more than a quality answer. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here now the rumors start. Yeah. Um, I heard. Um, I heard a, a rumor that uh, double under crossovers were supposed to be in one of the workouts, <laughs> uh, and he- heavy doubles came up and said, "Is that true?" Uh, I mean, it's a half truth. There's that was uh, that final pull event we that i think i'm trying to think the other one maybe the inverted medley those were the two that probably had the most testing variations and so there were like a bunch of different iterations so i don't think it's fair to say it was supposed to be anything we experimented with a bunch of different versions of it and ultimately that's the one we landed on well there we go so so people were asking what kind of changes there were i think there, there's one. They're so, both on the table. 
They're they're both on the table. Yeah. Okay. They're both okay. On the table. okay. 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 All right. Well, uh, I can tell you which one Boz wanted. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, John, which one did Boz want? He wanted those double under crossovers. He... And 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 what it sounds like there is that there was a change made there. And you they can get one. more. What? <laughs> they picked one. They picked okay, the one they that they won. Yeah, good. Yeah, they picked. They were both okay. on the table. And they <clears throat> okay, fair enough. They, picked they flipped one. a coin. You think Dave and Boz flipped a coin on that? <laughs> For sure, flipped a coin. I would love it if that's how they program the games. Like they have the basis, the base events, and then they're like, Dave wants this, Boz wants this. They just flip a coin every single time to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> what it ends on. The paper rock. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, think that Boz, when Boz started programming the games, there was a part of him that looked out fucking 10 years and that he was going to do baby steps, maybe two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. And he was there was going to be an evolution to this. I, I believe he had a plan. And I believe that that I, I do find it weird that there weren't double over crossovers this year. I think I, I'm very curious if we'll ever see them again. If we do see them ag- again. I would be pleasantly uh I'll just I'll see, leave it at surprised, but 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 I but I am very curious. It's a fu- it's a fun little piece of the narrative for me. Go ahead, Chase. Were you gonna say something? I'll just say just keep practicing them. Okay, good. All right, that's fair. Uh, Forty-two uh, fifteen. Uh, here's a little more insight into uh, changes or 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 how how things are programmed. This is in uh, relationship to um, the worm. Well, equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you got to ask. Oh, Dave go back a little bit more. Sorry. That's understandable to the viewer. And just trying, uh, to, just trying to get to the best of it uh, uh, through those. Where did the earthworm come from? Because that might be my favorite piece of like just horrible equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you got to ask Dave and Bill Henniger. That's a, uh, a collaboration yeah, okay. between them. That is very that was... interesting. So that means five weeks out, Dave and Bill come up with this fucking thing that, by the way, was brilliant. Go back and watch that team footage, watching the team. I mean, I know we're not supposed to want to see them get thrashed, but it was awesome watching people get slammed. Hey, they weren't made of wood. They were just fine. <laughs> they, they looked horrible. But uh, fantastic interview. I want to thank um, uh, uh, Pedro from Coffee Pods and Wads and Adrian Bosman. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic uh, interview. Go over there. Worth worth your um, uh, worth your time. Uh John Young, you think uh, Laura Horvat comes back and uh, and and wins the second year? I think she has as good of a shot as anybody. Uh, Chase, do you think Laura Horvat uh, comes back and wins the second year? I think it's going to be fun to watch her, and if Tia comes back, that may be the most hyped, <laughs> exciting head-to-head we've had in a very long time. Uh, were there any um, retirements uh, this year? Did anyone retire? Did we get any word from anyone, like a, a longtime person, like an Annie? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> no, other than the ones that were announced basically beforehand, at least on the men's side. I don't know about the women. Noah. Is Chandler? I think they're both yeah, what is Chandler going to do? There's they're the question. They're both going team. They said they were going team. Is he? No matter what? Him and Noah. Even though you finished seventh in the CrossFit Games and we're on a podium position, you at think one point? he'd tell Noah, "Hey, I'm better than you now, so I'm just going to go team." No, I don't think individual. No, yeah, I think Chandler would. He would yeah. do it. <laughs> um, what about mix-up in camps? I heard a ton of rumors. A ton of rumors. Nothing that I can say here because it is just straight, just fucking gossip. 
but I'm hearing some which you'll never do on this show. Never. I'm here. I'm hearing some wild shit. Are you guys hearing anything for, for starters? I'm the worst person asked when it comes to CrossFit gossip and it okay. drives my wife crazy. I, I basically have to just repeat what comes in the text messages. Oh, okay. I'll send some, I'll send some, um, I'll send some right after the show. I tried to get her on the show. She wouldn't do it. Basic, basically the big camps being HWPO proven, uh, misfits, uh, mayhem, uh, training think tank, uh, uh, Invictus, um, uh, what, what seems to be turning into a training camp now, uh, CrossFit Fort Vancouver. Uh, they got um, uh, Trista Ellie, Medeiros, and I think they got a, a, a young boy over there now too. Any um, any 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 movements you guys are hearing? Brute. Sorry, I apologize, and, and I know I'm forgetting others. Um, any big switch? What'd you say? Underdogs. Underdogs. Oh, sorry. Damn, Justin. Um, have you guys heard anything? Any crazy changes? I saw Haley was on an Invictus podcast recently. I, I saw that, that too, um, and it sounds it like around. she's training at May. It sounds like she's training at Mayhem. When Rich was on, I asked him, "Have you seen Haley?" And he said, "Yeah, she's yeah. back. She's back." At I've the seen camp. a few videos of her at Mayhem again. Man, she's, she's she sounds good. By the way, that's a side of Haley Adams I've never seen on that with uh, Bryce uh, Mitchell. Smith Mitchell Mitchell's the fighter. Bryce Mitchell's the fighter. All right. There is one big name that will not be at the current camp that they are at. Big name. Mm-hmm. And are they going to another camp? Mm-hmm. And are they moving north or south? <laughs> they're, they're coming to John Young Barbell. They're going to John Young Barbell. <laughs> Whoever it is. Hey, um, okay, okay. Uh, because mayhem's in the middle, right? HWPO is uh, north and Brood is south, right? Training tink tank, tink tank, training tinkle tank. <laughs> they all have athletes all over America, though. Like all three, all three of those camps have athletes that aren't don't train directly at their base camp. The the move you're talking oh oh those those camps okay yeah. uh, Adrian did say this also on the podcast that there were half as many appeals this year uh, as last year that's huge that's a testament to the programming and to the judges right yes or, or the athletes were terrified <laughs> I don't think any problem with the athletes no I don't think so either God I wish you guys could go to uh, if, if, if you ever get a chance to go to the athlete briefings, oh, you, have to, you have to go because <laughs> half the athletes are like asking the dumbest questions ever in the minds of the other half of athletes. So half the athletes are hating the other half of athletes who mm-hmm. are asking the questions. And it's wild. It's just like being a little kid in school. And it's like the teacher's like saying some shit about Andrew Jackson. The, the kid's like, uh, was, was, uh, uh, did he have a dog? What was his dog's name? And you just like want to fucking go to recess. You're like, you motherfucker. Gosh, those things are the worst. Yeah, but the best too. Uh, okay. Um, I wanted to take you to this clip here. Uh, this is especially important for you, Chase, to see uh, Ricky, um, Ricky's uh, Instagram account. I didn't know if you knew. Uh, there's been an official change. If you go to the profile, uh ricky mack you know if caleb was you don't ready, follow him back Sevon. you should have you should be playing return of the mac 
Oh, that would you be want incredible. us to get a ding? Seven hey, seconds, bro. I follow. I follow him. That's Caleb's. I fucking that's follow the, the shit out of Ricky Garrett. That's the podcast account. So Ricky oh, Matt, Mike Ricky. That's why. That's right. Yeah, that was pretty cool to see that come up today. Man, uh, Sevon, do I ask dumb questions? No, no, I no, no. Can wait, you don't explain make it, the no, Ricky Mac thing? No, you ask great questions. That's his middle name. Oh, I go, hey, dude, what's your middle name? And he goes, Mac. And I'm like, what? How? How? That's the great. best part. It's 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 actually M A C. That's, That's the best great. part of all. I thought Sevon <laughs> called him like Ricky Mac Daddy or something, and he just really liked it. No, it's crazy. Oh, is this it? Okay, let's see. Yeah. Fucking Ricky Garrett didn't show up at the game. Fucking uh, you have a middle name? Yeah, Mac. Mac. Fucking Mac. Fucking Mac. <laughs> really? M-A-C-K? That's your middle name? M-A-C. Ricky Mac? Ricky Mac, yeah. Wow, dude. <laughs> wow. How the Getting fuck excited. do you not use that? Your dad loves you. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. How should I use it? Just, just fucking Ricky, Ricky Mac. Mac. That's dude. your fucking name, yeah. Ricky Mac. Yeah. Holy shit. That people, is him, people dude. call me that, actually. They do? People do? Yeah. I'm start... my, my friends. And oh. people I, some people I train with. Hey, can I can, look at Ken Walters? Even knows stud. Yeah, dude. Wow. <laughs> what a great show! We play our own clips. Okay, Chase. I thought I he, that was his best interview that he's done. He 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 opened up a little bit. No, he was great. Um. Oh, I don't want to put you on. Yes, I do want to put you on the spot. When you call Ricky Mack in the future on ESPN. Next year at the games, will you refer to him as Ricky Mac? Oh yeah, but I'll I'll wait for the most cheese dick way to bring it. I <laughs> just did, yeah. And Sean, Sean Woodland has to go return of the Mac, indeed, or you know, however he was. Yeah, it'll be some. It'll be something like that. Oh, that's good. Hey, <laughs> you should say isn't what what are those movies that have Will Ferrell in them and they like drive race cars and stuff? Nights. Yeah, can you make it like that? Don't they have like a Bobby Mac or something? Or they all have like two yeah. names in there? Yeah, the Magic Man. Good. <laughs> El Diablo. That's right. Uh, any other game stuff you guys want to talk about? Ooh. Pat I mean, Bellman, kind of want to say anything? On the Rogue now, aren't we? All right. Start hyping that up or no? It's gonna. It's coming. Let's do okay. it. Let's uh, next Friday. Let's 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 hype Rogue. Up. What's the dates on Rogue? Can we? What, do we have a um? It's the last the weekend of October. The oh, it's the last of October. Never mind. We got, we got see. a month and a half. Rogue Invitational. Twenty seventh to the 29th of October. Two months. It's still a ways away. Then I thought it was a lot closer than that. Dude, it's right around the corner. Yeah, it'll, 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 yeah, corner. it'll be here fast. I guess I should figure out how to get there. It's not that far. Close. Well, no, I mean tickets and stuff. Oh. Yeah, Chase. People will say this thing. Um, I was talking. We were talking to Danielle about it. Um, are you recovered from the games? And it's like I, I just don't have. I, I come back completely charged and invigorated. I recover on my flight home. The af- uh What about you? Your voice recovered. <laughs> that was a rough week to come back. Because then I got sick. I got sick, and then I got oh. okay, and then I got sick again. 
Um, but for the athletes, it's so physically demanding. And a lot of what Ben Smith was talking about, it's all year just operating right at 90% in the red, just okay, get through the open, then quarterfinals and semifinals, and then CrossFit games. You're talking like six to eight months of just hardcore. All this comes down to this weekend, and that's just the physical side and then the mental, emotional side that comes with it. Like the the post-game's just like emotional dump, let alone how you physically feel. Like it takes time, and it takes time to want to like crawl back into the furnace again and start mm -hmm. training for another event. It's tough. Very how tough. About for you, how about for you personally? Um... I just, I'm like, it's weird to even talk about it because I'm talking about people do all these physically, physical things that I'm saying is going to break them off and I'm just like speaking words. But yeah, I, I definitely go quiet for about a good week. Mm. Just like, like you used your word count up for the month. So you have to put <laughs> some in the bank. That and, you know, it's an emotional weekend for me because I invest so much of my energy and time and passion and love for CrossFit, the sport, the training methodology, the athletes, the people that are there. Like it, it's, it's uh, it, it, like you're on, you're on a thousand miles an hour for four to six straight days. And when you're off, you're also not off. I'd like walking from the booth to the new location. Like it's, you know, you run into people that you want to, you know, hang out with and talk to. And it's, it's always great to, to be surrounded by everybody when it's over like that sitting in the airport, I think is the hardest time to be social. Mm. It's like, I just, I, agree. I just need you to like sit, you in, sit in, a seat in the corner and just, yeah. I hope no one sees you. It's going to yeah. pick this corner. Maybe put a blanket over me. Just, yeah. just and you run into everybody. And you run into everybody, especially in Madison. Like, it was everybody. So the, the, I would say the hardest time to be um, social is in the airport coming home. I, I drove to I drove to Chicago, and do you know who was on my plane? Because their in their Chicago? flight got canceled. Pedro. It was, no, it was. Uh, well, it's funny you say Pedro. Jay Crouch was on it, who I love, yeah. and Maddie Sturt. So that didn't bug me at all. And uh, and and uh, Dave. Dave showed up like five minutes before the flight took off. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, dude, all my shit got turned upside down. Man, it was a mess. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, Ken Walter says, uh, love that the Seven Podcast channel homepage header is Minnesota Vikings colors now uh, versus the Bears. It does? I think, yeah, technically, yes. Yeah. Uh, the thumb, uh, Tony Fauci. What about Tony Fauci? He's coming on tomorrow morning. Who is coming on tomorrow morning? Nobody. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, it is nobody. A Sunday. Listen, Sunday. Tyson Bajan. Oh, nice. He'll play two preseason games in the NFL. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, I think tomorrow. Tomorrow. I think that there's a good chance he's going to play again more than he did the first week. I think it's significant. It's the last week of preseason. No, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Next okay. weekend, he'll play the most. He's yeah, he'll play, play more and more each week. Yeah, and, and the reports coming out about him are fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Oh, here we go. Seema Globes. Chase sat in the middle of the bar in the middle of the only restaurant, liar. <laughs> With a was, sign that held up that said, I'm Chase Ingram. Yeah, and he had his ESPN shirt on. Okay, so the only person to track me down is Halpin. <laughs> so oh, he right? was awesome. <laughs> it was the only uh, table open. I'll vouch for that. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, okay, if we're signing off, I just want to say uh, shout out to my wife. We just had our nine-year uh, wedding anniversary. No kidding. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank That's you. awesome. She uh, let me come up here and talk to you guys. <laughs> wow, good job. Today It was Wednesday, but we're celebrating tomorrow. We're going to be 24 hours uh, kidless, which means we'll probably just sit on the couch and stare at each other for 24 hours and not talk. <laughs> right. What do you, what do you think a nine year? So you've been married nine years or you've known her nine years? Married nine years. We started dating in 2010. So 14 years. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a hell of an achievement, isn't it? Yes. I heard getting past seven is the hardest part. But that's like the seven year itch. That seven year. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm at six. There's some weird like human evolution like every seven years, like something about you just changes forever. It's it's some like something weird. I, I, I like okay, can we get to fourteen? Can we get to twenty one? Things like that. Right. I do see my relationship with my wife as kind of the crowning achievement of my <clears throat> of my existence. It's a yeah. it's 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 crazy. Everybody makes fun of me how far I outkicked my coverage, and they're a hundred percent spot on. <laughs> whoa, 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 oh, oh, that she hasn't kicked you to the curb yet. Yeah. Yeah, good job. I mean, you have kids. Have kids. You have kids. Yeah. You're I, I locked it up. You got, yeah. We got kids now. <laughs> and my son just started kindergarten on Tuesday. Oh, good Big life, people. dude. And you live in the same neighborhood as the Thornton, so life must be pretty good. It's a great life. Is great. Life is great. Oh shit, Tommy Payne. I was married for 25, then it went south. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> Damn. Mad Marv. We just had our 20th, dude. Are right, Mad Marv, I just started following you on Instagram. There's no would you get married when you were four? <laughs> Dude, you still ride up for like a, a, a scooters and shit. Motorcycle those little tiny motorcycle scooters. There's no way you've been married for 20, 20 years. Wow. Oh my god, look at this. Ken Walters, 36 years. That's awesome. Oh shit, it's been touch and go every year <laughs> after 15. <laughs> just reconvene on the anniversary, like you want to run it back? Just sign oh up for goodness. another one. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Will, thank you. Um, I will see you guys tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Uh, Mr. John Young from uh, John Young Bar Barbell. Uh, Chase Ingram from Texas. Caleb from, <laughs> <laughs> Caleb from behind the computer. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Good night.